This is the pop-off with Martise, and we are not coming from the Blue Room studio. Today, me and Missy are at the Congregation Beth Shalom Sports Luncheon in Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. It is an annual sports luncheon for friends with special needs. And today, me and Missy are going to be talking to a bunch of people. We are going to be talking to Andrew Stocky from WTAE. We're going to be talking to Tammy and Erica from the 22 Cuties Beauty Pageant. Adam Biznawadi from the Pitt Panthers. And special guest Arthur Motes from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, it is getting pretty busy, which means it is going to be getting pretty loud. So first up, we got Tammy and Erica from the 22 Cuties. Okay, so we are here with Erica and Tammy from 22 Cuties. Now, we didn't see the girls perform. So do you guys want to tell everybody what 22 Cuties is all about? Miss 22 Cuties is a beauty pageant that's been designed for girls with special needs. Um, the way we include boys is we have them escort, and the, the young men can be any age. For the girls, for the pageant, they have to be between the ages of 14 and 25 as of the day of the pageant. Okay. So if they're 13 on August 13th and they turn 14 on August 14th, they're good to go. Um, so it's, it's more or less it was started to give my daughters an option to participate in something that they might not otherwise have the opportunity to do. Uh-huh. And when I opened it up to all these other girls, it just took off. It was something that parents were waiting for, that they have a huge interest in, and it's been a blessing ever since. Uh-huh. And now I noticed that you spell cuties with a Q. Yes. So do you want to explain what that is? Well, my one daughter has... Oh, it's not a typo. It is not no. a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a daughter who has a chromosome disorder it's called um, 22q deletion and what it is is her 22nd chromosome is affected and it can be severe it can be mild thankfully my daughter is on the more mild side um, but even that being said we visited doctors a lot when she was little and um, she had the speech delays didn't really talk till she was six after a surgery that she had um, hearing loss speech delays learning difficulties it runs the gamut. Um, some individuals have it as bad as they have heart issues and have had heart surgeries. So we're thankful. My daughter has a irregular valve coming out of her heart, but nothing that causes any type of a disability or anything from her. Okay. Now, if somebody wanted to get involved with this and somebody wanted to get into the pageant, do you want to give us your Facebook page, Twitter, website? We are on Miss 22 Cuties. Okay. And that is spelled with a Q. And if you go on Facebook, it's Miss 22 Cuties uh, Special Needs Beauty Pageant. You can find us, or you can um, just email us at miss22cuties.com at gmail.com. Okay. And I'll let Erica say something. Our pageant this year is on August 14th, and it's held at Victory Family Church in Cranberry Township. And um, we have not sent the application out so it's going out tonight okay um so we take the first 25 contestants that actually sign up and mm-hmm. log in and fill out our application and can meet all of our criteria um and really the only criteria is um being ages 14 to 25 and they have to fall under the americans with disabilities act um and just be able to comply with our participant agreement which is just making certain practices and a commitment right um from them and there's no cost to participate and um we also try to incorporate different events 
um, throughout the year. Um, as our motto is, it strives to um, build friendships and instill confidence in you. Okay. That, yeah. That's, it, it, it seems just like a great foundation, you know, that, that, that you guys have. Now, do you have... Um, Sponsors or donors, what if somebody wanted to, you know, help out or volunteer? They just get contact you, you know, on Facebook or, or email? Yes, just contact us. We can give you all the information that's needed. And to build on what Erica said as it being no cost to the parents, we also have dresses that are donated to us. Oh, wow. So any type of a donation that you want. And we supply the shirts for the girls. So we really want this to be something that's fun, not anything that's stressful on the parents. And, and we will help accommodate in any way that we can. So yes, we do rely on donors. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, what would they, the winners of the pageants, what kind of um, prizes do they win? Um, this, we just finished our fifth year and we're starting our sixth year. Um, the very first year when Tammy started it, I was actually not a part of it. It was 14 girls and there was like 30 people, 12 girls, 13, 30 people in the audience. We now have, we had 20, Three girls participate last year with over 300, 350 oh, people. Wow, that's great. Um, so it has become much larger. So because of that, we've been able to um, have sponsors and donors. So this year we are 90% sure that we're going to be able to provide a scholarship with a winner. Um, and we would like that scholarship to be used either for like college purposes or if the girls um, aren't, they don't have the ability to go to college, you know, if, if they're not, that's not where they're going to go. Maybe a transition program or something for them to build the skills they need to have a job. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. So that's what that's what they'll win. They have we have not yet. We now have the funds. We have sponsors coming in from a lot of different Good. places. That's um, great. Yeah. That's great. But we're looking for more. Um, we do. We also are having our first annual crown and gown run. It's a 2.2 fun run that's going to be in April. And I don't run, I'll be walking. <laughs> um, and we're encouraging people to wear a crown and a gown, and it's just kind of a fun little thing. Um, that is, fun. That is so we, cute. We will have gowns available. We're going to bring out what we have just so if someone wants to throw one on, they can do that. And we're also going to have crowns for sale. They're I think they're going to be a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And it's April 17th. Okay. Uh, Where is that morning. It's going to be at North Boundary Park in Cranberry Township. Okay. Um, and that will also be on our Facebook page. I, I believe that application should be done um, today. Oh, it's, it's like soon, like okay. very soon. Um, so that application will also be available. So it's going to be our first event, but that's going to be the, all the money raised from there is also going to go to the scholar, straight to the, to the scholarship. Well, well everybody's are doing really good work. Yes, it, it, it sounds like such a great program. And tell me a little bit more about the pageant. Um, so once you are accepted as um, a participant, the girls then come to a weekly practice and they learn a group dance. So um, there, they'll go on stage, do the dance together. Then each girl um, does a talent and they can pick whatever they want. We've had a girl escape from a street jacket. We've had a girl do comedy, we've singing, wow. yes, singing, um, dancing, some girls um, do it together, uh -huh. um, and then they come out, they change into an evening gown, which the evening gowns, like we said, are donated, and then they, um, excuse me, do a question and answer portion, where the questions are predetermined, Okay. Um, and we have a panel of five judges, and they are scored individually by each judge. We've had... 
uh, former Miss um, USA or Miss America. Is it Miss America? The former Miss America come and judge us. We had. She's 1971. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, we had a Miss. Well, Miss Pennsylvania come. Um, She actually came to the pageant before she became Miss Pennsylvania. And then, you know, upon receiving that honor, uh, um, she's been to the pageant since. Oh, And she brings. She brings right. whoever the current Miss Pennsylvania is. She'll oh, bring them nice. in. Yeah, she makes such a great cause. So oh, we're basically wonderful. just trying to get the word out to, like, if we don't make this difficult for uh-huh. our kids. We don't want them to freeze when they're up there, but they may not otherwise have this opportunity. So, right. and every kid does go up there. My husband takes their headshots. Um, so he's, I'll give him a plug, no limits photography. Um, so he takes their headshots. He donates all his time. Then they're put into a program and, um, you know, their headshots are up on the screen or they're up there performing. And, um, oh, that's great. We actually have the entire Victory Family Church's staff um, that volunteer. that day volunteering and I mean, we have a full-on, the, the lighting guy who worked for them used to tour with Paul McCartney. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So their lights are actually tailored to, like, the dresses they're wearing. It's, oh, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So you have to come. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. August 14th. Yes. Doors open at 3 and the pageant starts at 4. We just asked for a $5 um, donation. Okay. To get in. To get in. All right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you both for uh, for taking the time to talk about Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Okay, we're here with Andrew Stocky from WTAE. Now, Andrew, tell us a little bit about your involvement with the event. You know, I, I have been the MC, which means I come in and basically make sure everything runs smoother. Okay. I've been doing this now for look at this, 15 years, I think. Uh-huh. So it's, it's something that uh, a lot of people behind the scenes, basically it's Congregation Best Shalom's Men's Club that okay. does a lot of the work, bringing in the athletes, making certain groups get here, organizing the luncheon. Uh, I'm just the MC, and I keep things running so that I get my hair. And how long have you been doing? About 15 years. 15 years. I, I think so. I, I feel that way. <laughs> you don't. Well, you definitely don't look it. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, what what other charity things do you do other than this? Oh God, you know I do a lot of. You know, I'm involved with Pathways, which is in Washington County. Uh, Society, not sure what I'm involved with a lot of different organizations over the course of years to fibrosis. Probably too numerous to name. It's not, you know, basically if I can be involved and help out in some way, I'm willing to be the MC or lend my name to a cause if yeah. need be because it's just the position that you're in. And right, you're doing those sort of things. Yeah, this, well, I will say it seemed like everything went very smooth and you did a great job. And there's a lot of great people here. Do you want to tell everybody who all was here other than the people that I'm getting to interview? Okay, well, we had uh, uh, three professional wrestlers. Uh, Sergeant Steele has been in the business for a number of years now. He's very good, travels all throughout the region. Uh, also, we had Arthur Motes, running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We always have one Steeler player over here because this event dates back some 40 or 50 years. Back when the Steelers were playing in the 1970s, a number of players would come and take part. This was actually a huge dinner at one point. Now, obviously, over time, it has changed, but that basic spirit remains the same. We also encourage student athletes from various schools. We've had, we had Pitt today. We had Carlo. Sometimes we have Chatham University. It's a chance for them to interact with people may not know who they are, but they realize they're, they're athletes. Yes. And they get that adulation that perhaps they don't see when they're on campus playing those sports because, you know, perhaps uh, women's basketball or track and field doesn't get that attention. So it's, right. it's good for them, and it's great because I think everybody admires athletes, no yes. matter what level. So right. it was a really great turnout of, of athletes, of professionals, amateurs. It's just a day of fun to celebrate sports and to, to have a good time. 
Well, we have, this is the first time that I've been here, and uh, Jeff invited the both of us. Oh, okay. You know, and, and let us come up, and you know, I told, yeah. told him about the podcast, and he was like, "Wonderful talk." He's like, "Hey, I, I I got something for you on the 21st," and I was kind of like, "Uh, okay, like you know, what am I doing?" I was I wasn't sure exactly what I was walking into, but this is amazing. And um, I did talk to the girls from the 20 from the 22. Yes, yes. And so first time, first time. Well, yes. yes. Oh my goodness, they they, they were so great, and we're probably I, I want to go to the pageant. I, I would love. Yeah, so I think you know we're gonna make it some pageant. We could probably make another show out of it too. You know, talking to all the girls, the crowning down walk would be awesome. Oh, that would be fun too. Well, one of the nice things about it is when we see a lot of the same people each and every year. Yeah. They come back from the various organizations, uh, Allegheny Valley School, uh, Mainstay, and it's nice because it's something they look forward to. Right. It's a really nice event for them. They get a chance to, you know, like I said, they've seen us before. They get to see their famous favorite athletes. Uh, you know, it's it's really more of a service project, I think, for the congregation festival. It's something they do every year and keeps the tradition alive. And it's not about raising a whole lot of money or, or funds. It's just about having a good time. Having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting people out. Everything doesn't need to be for a cause. I think it's just great to enjoy life and right. have fun. And I think that's what all the people who came today did. I think so, too. I think so, too. It was, it was really nice. I, Oh, yeah. I, I would love to come back again next year. Well, you're, you're invited. Please bring friends. Definitely. You know, it, it, like I said before, it's it. Hope you got a hot dog. Hope you got a hamburger. <laughs> but you know, it, it's really just a chance to have some fun, to have a nice day, and that's one of the reasons I keep coming back. And every year we have it, rain or shine. We got snowstorms. We've still done it. So oh, wow. it's Western Pennsylvania. Come on, what do you right. expect? Hey, you know, there was one year we had a blizzard, and this is one of three events that went on in the city. Really? Yeah. Oh, Everything wow. else was canceled. <laughs> But how are you going to get hold of everybody and tell them it's, it's canceled? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> not, not everybody watches the news, you know, so, so, it, come, so it comes across. Everybody doesn't watch the news. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> or watches when it comes across the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time. You're to welcome. Talk thank with you for having us. me. And we'll definitely see you again next year. It's very Count nice meeting you. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, okay, your name is Adam. What is your last name? Because it sounded really hard to pronounce. Case Okay, that's not too bad. No. That's not too bad. So now, where are you originally from? You, you play you play for Pitt. Play for Pitt. Okay. But I uh, graduated from Fox Chapel High School. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so you're a local boy. Yeah, local guy. Yeah, exactly. So now, um, what, when, you, when, when did you graduate? So I just graduated this August. Okay. I'm working on my master's right now. Okay. I'll be a kid for one more season and then see from there. Okay. What do you... What do you, what is your ultimate hope for after that? Uh, I'd like to eventually go teach at high school level okay. and uh, coach football, wrestling, track, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'd just feel like be a mentor for uh, young kids, just like I had a bunch of mentors in my life. Oh, that's great. Who is one of your best mentors? Uh, I have a few. A lot of like, my high school coaches, uh-huh. uh, my boys department, really big like influence on my life, really helped me high school. Like, I got my stuff together. So. That's good. Yeah, really good. Um, what ages? Like, if, if you were to teach, what ages would you want to teach? Uh, I think I'd probably back to 12th grade. Okay. Somewhere in between there. Uh, the really like, bad ages. Yeah, I feel like you have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> the tough ones to deal yeah. with. Yeah, you really have a lot of impact on your life. That's true. Definitely, definitely. You know, different, different areas, you have different impacts. I think I have most impact when high school teachers uh, carry on. Uh-huh. More of that than that. I was in middle school, I probably wanted to... At the high school, I probably left about 10, 10 teachers that were really like, felt that I could go back to. Uh-huh. Well, I don't want to have that impact. Take care. Yes. Yes. That's great. What about um, 
you hoping for anything for the draft for you? Uh, of course, okay. I was like, yeah. Of course, uh, and of course, you'd want to be a Steeler because it's all right. all it hometown hard work. Of course, Stay healthy up through the season and uh -huh. uh, go train and take it from there. Well, hopefully I could say, hey, see that guy out there? Yeah, I interviewed him. I did, I, I did one of his first interviews, and I have it right here. <laughs> yeah, I hope so you can say that too. Yeah, I, I would love to. Now, how did you get involved with this program here? So, I started coming about three years ago. It's my third year coming. Um, so they basically contacted us through athletic department. Uh, Pitt Athletics have been involved with this for a long time now. And uh, I'm the only Jewish kid on the football team. So I actually grew up on Monitor Street before we got the Fox Chapel. So I kind of knew the area well, uh, been around. And I saw Bechelon pop up and went, I have to go back and get back. And uh, I really uh, like getting back to special needs as well. Okay. It's really something I'm looking to the future, maybe as well as teaching like, special needs kids. So I think like putting those two together uh, really just, I, don't know, I loved it. So I came the first year, I had a blast. Uh, every year it's been better. So. And they just seem to get so much joy out of seeing everybody. You know, just watching them, uh, you know, meeting you and Arthur and, you know, the wrestlers and stuff like that. Just, right, other people don't have that joy that they do when they just, you know, yeah. want to take a picture. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think it's just great. Just going to go around and sign some autographs and take pictures. But as much joy as they're going to give them, just as much joy back. Right, That's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I love coming to these events. Uh, and they're not always having fun. Right, so right. Really no, everybody it. seems to really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really had a lot of fun this year. Yeah. Uh, it was a little different skit, which is fun to see. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always fun. And That's what we were told. Love to uh, see the enjoyment out of everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us, and hopefully we'll see you in uh, Black and Gold in a few years. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so finally, we are here with Arthur Motes. <laughs> this is one of the charities that you do. What other charities are you involved in? Man, I do a lot of work with the United Way, um, a lot of work with the Monument Down House Charities. And pretty much, man, anything that me and my family have a passion for, we'll just, you know, dibble and dabble. We don't necessarily say we're only going to work with these specific charities. We like to just, you know, try new things. And I feel like the more people you can touch, the more people you can interact with, you're going to make that much of an impact on them and ultimately improve the community. And you have a beautiful family. You have a beautiful yes, wife. You. And you have two girls and a boy, yes, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And how, how old are they? I have a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a new ten-month-old. Oh, so, yeah. congratulations. congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah. Um, so the first thing that we have to ask, mm -hmm. Heath. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know. You hate to see a guy like that go. I mean, not only what he does on the field. I mean, that, that speaks for itself, but just him off the field, his professional demeanor, yeah. how he handles himself in the facility, his work ethic, what he does in the community. I mean, how he is with his family. He's what you want a professional to be like. You right. know, and all of us strive to be like that. So, I mean, it definitely sucks that he's leaving, but <clears throat> the, the benefit and the beauty of it is He's walking on his own terms. You know, he's right. able to, first off, walk away from the game. Most guys right. are injured when they leave yeah. and they're kicked out. So, you know, in that sense, it's a huge, you know, testament for him and the caliber player that he is. But then also it gives, you know, other guys a chance to step up and make a name true. for themselves. So, I mean, I feel like it's a benefit in both aspects of it. And as a team, I mean, we're excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you, because we, we, we talked yeah. about this too, like, what what do you think the Steelers need to do in the, in the draft? Man, well, I feel like, you know, when we definitely have most of the pieces in place, I feel like we can always add places 
I mean, just anywhere across the board. So put it like this: wherever I feel like I have the player that's best available, you know, that they can come in and get you right away. I feel like that's where we need to go. I don't feel like it needs to specifically be uh, this position or that position. Okay. I feel like you know, best available because when you have a team like, I mean, you think about what what we did last year. Right. You know where we lost to we lose to the Super Bowl champions, and we felt like that was a game that we had won. You yeah. Know? And we had previously beat them already, so that lets you know the Cowboy team we already had. Right. So it's nothing major that needs to be you know fixed. It's just wherever we can get some more talent at. Right. If that guy's there, we don't need to reach. Just if that guy's available, we have get him. So, yeah. What do you think the the biggest difference is from playing in Buffalo? on their defense and playing here. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's, it's a different uh, culture. Just because, you know, in Buffalo, they had never won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it had, I think it's been 14 or 15 years since they've been to the playoffs. And uh, recently, just having a winning season. So the culture was, we're just trying to win. We're just trying to, you know, have a winning season. So in that mentality, you're not really going to be able to accomplish what you truly want to. Right. Whereas here in Pittsburgh, the expectation is Super Bowl or bust. If you don't want a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. Right. It doesn't matter what you do in the playoffs. You're sick when you lose because it's you know you're not accomplishing that seventh Lombardi trophy and that's ultimately our goal. Yeah. So I feel like that mentality, the whole preparation and everything that we do is 100 percent towards that goal, not just winning. And I feel like it that pushes you more. It puts it definitely pushes you more because you understand what the expectation here and right. as Coach says, the standard is the standard. Right. So anything less than that is not going to be acceptable. So I feel like that's what fuels us to you know want to pursue those type of extra workouts, extra meetings, and things that so we can be great. And I mean, ultimately, that's what we're going to chase, and I feel like next year we're going to do that. I hope so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. I hope gotta so. Make, it happen. make my whole household happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty in my house when you guys don't win. Trust me, man. It's, it's, and that's the thing about losing in the playoffs. It's like you don't even get that next week um, to bounce back, so it's, yeah. it's rough. Man. Yeah, my yeah. husband's a diehard Steeler yeah. fan, has been from, you know, knee high, so we all are in the house. Well, all except my oldest one. We're not going to talk about him, though. We won't talk about that, Yeah. Um, Which brings us to rivalries. Right. So I'm going to ask you, and you're probably going to say no comment, which is fine. (laughs) Who is your – what team in the NFL do you just not – do you just hate? I won't even say hate. Can't stand. Well, for me, I feel like it's the top between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Those are the two teams. I mean, the heated rivalry with Baltimore, you think about the history of just this matchup. And ultimately, you know, the, the, the back and forth games, I mean, just I feel like because of how competitive it is, that's always just a nasty game. I mean, their city doesn't like our city. Their fans don't like our fans. But then of lately, Cincinnati, just because of, you know, how things have been heating up. I yeah. mean, they've been actually, you know, winning and getting competitive. But I feel like every time we match up with them, it's always like big brother versus little brother. We have to show them, you know, where they stand. And yeah, I'm not a fan of Cincinnati. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, I I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will say this. I do feel like because the rivalries are heating up more, it's mm-hmm. good for the game. It's good for the fans because they're getting a great product and they're able to see two teams that are truly passionate about I winning. I agree with that. Versus, you know, you see teams that, you know, they're winning about blowouts or non-relevant games. Yeah, everybody wants to You're see right. a good Nobody game. Nobody cares about everybody that. Everybody wants yeah. to see a good yeah, game. Yeah, good heat of rivalry. I mean, I feel like it's good for the games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any opinions on uh, Perfect? Well, I, I feel like, you know, you, you're going to – every action that you have is going to have a consequence to it. So, you know, I understand he's a very passionate player, and he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like until he's able to <clears> – <throat> put it like this – 
manage his emotions better, I feel like he's going to get in situations like he's in right now where he's facing suspensions and yeah. fines and things like that. I mean, trust me, all of us are extremely passionate. All of us are ready to do whatever it takes to win, but you have to be able to do it within the frame of the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when he learns how to do that, he'll be able to take that next step. Because James Harrison has always been fined by Goodell for, yeah. I mean, anything, for, you right. know, walking yeah. wrong. Yeah, very true. You know, so it's kind of okay. like, what's... What's Goodell going to do about this? Right. And what's Goodell going to do about the Patriots? Yeah, very cheating. true. I mean, it's there's proof there that it happened. Yeah. So I'm in. Her son's a Patriots fan. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So with mm. it, there are certain games that he's not allowed to watch in the house. Yeah. <laughs> they kick him out. <laughs> they kick him out, which is great. Yeah. But I forgive him because he was well. He played football for a little while, but he he was mainly a hockey player. So okay. <laughs> my youngest one is the football player in the house, so yeah. he's uh, he's a Steeler fan. All the way. <laughs> yeah. So we're okay. We're, we're okay with her two youngest. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest. We got working the oldest one. Yeah. Got to got to convert him. Yeah. <laughs> now back to your family. Um, Obviously, you're on the road a lot during the season. Um, The last few episodes that we did were about some relationships, and you don't have to. How do you? (laughs) How long have you and your wife been together? Uh, It'll be five years of marriage, June 22nd of this year. So, oh, congratulations! Congratulations. So, when you're when you're on the road, Mm -hmm. how do you keep? I don't want to say the spice alive, but how do you keep the foundation of your marriage? Do you FaceTime a lot? Mm -hmm. Well, put it like this, we FaceTime a lot. I mean, we're always talking with this, you know, text message, phone calls, things like that. But I feel like, you know, as weird as it may sound, when you do leave, it, it helps bring that fire of you missing somebody. Because if you're around the person all the time, then you technically can never miss them because it's like, well, they're always here. You wake up, you go to sleep, you see them. Right. So when you're actually, you know, away for a little bit, it makes them like, man, I, I miss my wife, you know, yeah. and she ultimately misses me, the kids miss you, and I, I'm not going to lie, there's no better feeling when you walk in that door after a road game, and the kids and wife are like, oh, daddy's home, daddy's right. home. oh, hey, baby, so, yeah. you know, just that feeling, it's a it's a unique feeling, and I feel like that's one of the benefits of my job, but at the same time, I mean, you always that's a good way to, to look at it, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, I, know, I think that's the biggest problem, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't look at it that way, yeah. they look at it as... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could show people how your face lights up when you talk about your family. Yeah, absolutely, it's, man. It's that's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. You know, they're they're you know one of my biggest supporters. They're the biggest reason that I do play this game and why I put my body on the line because I want to make sure that they're put up in a nice position to have a wonderful life and not have to want or worry about anything. So anytime I'm able to help them out in that situation, they always that's help me right. out. Like I said, with the love and just the hugs and smiles because. You know, we get yelled at enough. Yeah. You know, so anytime I'm able yeah. to come home, you're super, super dad, super husband. I always appreciate that. <laughs> so speaking of yelling, who yells at you the most? Oh, man. Well, let's see, because Coach Butler, now he's the defensive coordinator. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't yell at me as much. But I know my first year when he was my position coach, he was the main one because, you know, that's the yeah. guy was around all the time. Whereas, right. Whereas with uh, Joey, uh, Joey Porter, he's my position coach now. He's, you know, he's fiery, don't get me wrong, but he's not the, the coach that's going to, like, yell at you. He wants really? to talk to you because he can relate to you as a player. That's so true. So it changes a lot with him being a current, you know, a guy who was just in this league a couple years ago. Right. So in that aspect of it, he's able to talk with you more. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like all of our coaches do a great job of being able to relate with us and ultimately, you know, convey what they're trying to say to us and get that message across to us. And we're able to reciprocate it and ultimately, you know, translate it to the film and have success. Yeah. So speaking of coaching and things like that, um, James Harrison didn't let his sons take the participation trophy. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that and like 
people yelling at you when they're coaching because mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up playing sports and mm-hmm. I, I get that. That that's yeah. how it is. They gotta, you know, right. drill it into you. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you know, <clears throat> every coach has a different style, and I feel like I I, I look at coaching like I do teaching. Mm-hmm. It's more than one way to get a lesson across, and people learn different. That's some true. people, you know, you can show them something on a on a board and be able to go out there and execute it. Some people you need to walk through it with them. Some people you can just talk to them and say, hey, you did that wrong, you need to do it this way. Right. Some guys you gotta yell at to motivate them a little bit more, let them understand the sense of urgency. So I feel like, you know, as long as you're able to grasp the person that you're trying to teach something to, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're able to, to grasp that and, and ultimately uh, put it like this, tailor your message to them in that particular way that they need. So they need to know their players yeah. well. Absolutely. How they like, learn. I feel like, you know, it, it's on it's on both guys. Though. I feel like it's on the player to communicate that with the coach and it's on the coach Definitely. to understand that and make sure that he, you know, accommodates the player. And, and in regards to the participation trophies, I mean, I definitely, you know, respect James in that aspect, especially with, with I have huge respect for him yeah. for that. Yes, and, I do. And, and I felt like, you know, if it was, you know, with girls, it would be different just because, you know, those are your princesses. You understand, hey. Oh, no, though. My know, girl played competitive oh. sports, and there's no way I would have let her take it. Against you know, men. No. Okay. And okay. she wouldn't have wanted it. Okay. She'd have never, she would have never taken right. a participation. Well, see, I, I've, I've seen both sides of it because I've seen the side where they look at it like, okay, well, I've accomplished something in the sense of I completed the whole season. I've competed into the best of my ability. Granted, I wasn't a champion, but I still, I look at it like high school. Mm-hmm. You get a varsity letter. Mm-hmm. You may not have won anything while you were there, but you competed the whole season. You made the cut. You actually put work into yeah. finish the season. So I that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. 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 But then at the same time, I understand the sense of I don't want you know my children to think that something is going to be given to you. I don't want people to think that something's going to be given to you either. So I understand that aspect of it as well. So right. I feel like, you know, it's a message on both sides of it. It's just depending on how you want to portray it and how you want to, you know, relay that to them. But you can't go wrong either way. Yeah. yeah. Now, one other thing that we talked about on the way up here, you uh, went to school for political science. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't get into football, what what did you want to do with that? Well, at the time, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Yeah, I definitely wanted to be a lawyer, man. I was, you know, big in, into the Law & Order movies and, and ultimately, man, just wanted to be a, a prosecutor because I wanted okay. to put the bad guys behind the wall. <laughs> oh, you know? that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so, okay. So <clears throat> that was what I wanted to do at first. But, you know, now after being in the league for going on my seventh season now, and me uh, entering into my master's program, which is in community and economic development, I've, I'm looking more into being into a player development role. I want to, you know, ultimately take the guys, the new guys coming into the league, guys who've been in the league, or guys who are on the way out of the league, and ultimately help them with the transitional phase, helping them understand, you know, the the, the, the privilege that they have, the opportunity that they have in front of them, and ultimately how to maximize it. Right. Um, in regards to taking the job serious. Understanding that you're going to have time to party, you're going to have time it's for still that. It's still a job. Right, but it's still a job. Right. And then, you know, if you're a single guy in the league, how to handle that? If you're married in the league, how to handle that? Because I've experienced both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that helps me out a lot as far as, you know, having that that unique uh, understanding of both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, coming in the league as a late-round draft pick, but then also getting a nice contract. Right. So having to go through both sides of it, how to manage your money and things. So I feel like I have a lot of experience with that. And ultimately, that's why I want to just, you know, help out with that because I'm still around the game, but I'll be able to have a, a more personal impact with the players. I think that's huge. I think that's that would be yeah. wonderful. Because well, I think be when, in that position to help yeah. people. when somebody's thrown into that and they've never seen it before and it's like, right. okay, now I have the media after me and I have these right. women throwing themselves at yeah, me it's, it's and I have all this situation. money. Like, what you- it's a very unique situation. I know for me, I was 21 when I came in the league and like you said, you, you get a nice check. Yep. And who do you ask? 
my parents, they've never seen more than $40,000 a year. Right, so right. who can you trust? And that's right. another issue. And then oh. from there, like you said, the women. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you're, into, you're uh, introduced to different substances and right. things like that. So how There's do you so handle much that? Yeah. Temptation. Yeah, it's a lot of temptation. And at the same time, you start to perform on the field. Right. And you're dealing with the media who's going to praise you one week. But then if you perform bad, they're going to get on you and criticize you. So it's a lot that goes into it. But I feel like, you know. How do you let that roll off your back? Well, for me, man, I look at it, you know, no different than if I was in school and somebody was trying to pick on me or say something mm-hmm. bad about me. I mean, you can say what you want, but I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. And obviously, you know, the media doesn't cut my check. I right. I feel like, exactly. you know, as long as I'm impressing my coaching staff and my uh, my managers and presidents, that's all that matters to me because those are the guys who, you know, sign my check over to me. So right. that was my whole mentality. And that's how I look at it. I mean, I understand the media has a job to do. So you respect them in that sense. And I mean... The media is not always negative because no. it's plenty of ways that, you know, the media can help you with your career and also help you post football as far as, you know, your brand. So I feel like as long as you understand that and you understand going in what to expect with the media, mm-hmm. I feel like it could be a good relationship. That's true. That's very true. It's all about perspective. Yeah. That's all yeah. about perspective. That's true. Yeah. I always like to look at things, you know, in a in positive, positive light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What would you say is the biggest contributor to your success on the field and off the field? I would definitely say my work ethic. You know, I feel like I was never the biggest, strongest, or fastest guy, not the smartest, but I feel like you know I work extremely hard, and the things that I don't understand, I'm able to teach myself. The the, the weaknesses that I may have in my game, I'm able to correct those and you know make up for those in other areas because of my smarts. Okay. And then off the field, just understanding that hey, you may not be uh, you know a big time superstar to everybody, mm-hmm. but if you do enough good things, I mean. You're going to build a brand that's positive, and ultimately, you're going to be able to help people out. And that's ultimately what I'm trying to do. Right. You know, I feel like when you identify what your goals are in life, you're able to, you know, work towards those and accomplish them. And for me, my goal was to be a great person and ultimately just improve everybody that I come in contact with. When people meet me, I want them to leave and say, man, that was a good guy right there. You know? Uh Uh-huh. That's my goal. I think you're very good at that. Yeah. I appreciate it. I agree. Y'all are good, too. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to give you one last question, unless Misty has I have one more. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I like the question. (laughs) I just want to ask you, as far as Buffalo and Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, who has the best food? Oh, man. (laughs) That's a good question, man. Both both of the culinary in both uh, cities, man, are amazing. Yeah. You know, Oh, sheesh. Yeah, you can't go wrong with either one, but ultimately, man, I have to go with the Yenzers, man. You That's know? right. You can't go wrong with them, man. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Okay. It makes me have to work harder. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I do have to work out a lot harder, but, you know, me and my family, we love the food, so all good. <laughs> okay, my last question. If you had to play for any other team, who would who would it be? Man, any other team? Sheesh. Oh, you know what? I go with my childhood team was the Cowboys. And the reason it was the Cowboys, I had my my next door neighbor at the time. He played red ball, but I didn't know that. You know, I see him with the helmet, the shiny star on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I want to play on that team. And when I found out it was a professional team, I'm like, oh, dad, mom, that guy plays for the Cowboys. And they're like, yeah, it's just kind of going along uh-huh. with it. So from then on, I got, like, obsessed with the Cowboys and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, so if, if I had to have any other team, that would be it just for that simple fact of that was one of the main things of childhood making me want to play football. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have anything else that you want to add for anybody? Oh, man. Any bits of advice or anything like that? Man, uh, let's about, see. Can you give me advice for my son? Yeah. He's, well, a, he's 
graduating this year from high school okay. and he plays football. Yeah, well, the, the biggest thing I would tell him is, first off, make sure that his grades are, you know, where they need to be. Make sure that, you know, if he's pursuing secondary education as far as, you know, trying to play at the collegiate level to first identify what he wants to major in because football is short-lived. Mm -hmm. You're one injury away, so making sure that, you know, you're picking something that you're actually going to use, you know, when you're done. And at the same time, just thinking before you act. Because in college, it's a lot of temptation. It's very similar to the NFL, just minus the money. I tell so, them all the time. So in that you sense, you have to think before you act because every action is going to have a reaction, whether it's good or bad. Right. So once you understand that, man, I feel like he'll be able to you know, have a lot of success and a lot of fun at the same time. And ultimately, that's the biggest thing. you got to enjoy yourself, but everything needs to be within reason. Right. You know, so. That's right. Yeah, that's that's what I would tell him. And for anybody else who's out there listening, the same thing. <laughs> Please. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today. Thank you so much no for Thank coming you. on. Appreciate it. And uh, we're wrapping it up here. Sweet. Me and Missy are heading out, and we would like to thank everybody at the congregation, Beth Shalom Sports Banquet, for having us here. This is the Pop Off with Martise. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.